All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show two members of Pac-Man Records Recording Artist 45 Redline, Flam, Pac-Man, and Hero. What's up, fellas? How you doing today, man? What's going on? What's up? How's it going? I'm good, man. Glad you guys uh, can join me. Sorry for the little delay. We had a little... Awesome. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate having us. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, so before we get into uh, the latest project, tell my listeners a little bit about um, the band. Like, when did you guys form as a band, and, and how long ago, and how did it happen? Well, I'll say we uh, formed the band, like, early 2020. But uh, at the end of, like, 2019, we kind of started putting together the pieces. And we, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I mean, we all just kind of had, like, a mutual interest in music. And we were all pretty much friends before then, so yeah. as time went on and we started to get better with our skills, we kind of just started to like formulize this uh, this group. So you guys all high school friends? Yeah, we all grew up in Sacramento, so like uh, there was only we went to either Franklin or Laguna Creek. So there's only six of us in the group right now. If you want to say like who we all say is in the group is six of us, so like. Going from high school to like college, everybody kind of like faded off and did their own kind of like did their own thing, and everybody just kind of came back and did music together. Yeah, and everybody kind of saw everybody doing it on their own. Every like Cole, Cole is the main producer with Miggy, our guitar player. So them two, they were making beats, and they had another guy in the group that's not in the group anymore, but. Now it's where it's at now, pretty much. So everybody just started getting invited into the group, and as time went on, now we're here. You know. Yeah. So how? So let's talk about you guys individually for a second. Um, so Hero, what 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 is your musical background like? When when did you first know you wanted to do this? Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like everybody's had like like you always go to like multiple like dreams and like like man, I wish I could do that. I want to do that. So I went. I went for like a long time just doing sports and stuff for real. And then, but when I was growing up, my dad was a DJ. So like in the mornings, like I would have to wake up at like four so he could do the morning show. So I'd sleep in like the server rooms and I'd see like rappers, oh. artists and out and stuff. So I was just like, this looks awesome. Like this just looks like they don't do nothing all day, but what they want to do, which is like, I mean, it's making music and stuff, but I love music. So it just made sense. So later on in life, when that like when I started when I got the invite to come to Forty Five Red Line, I was like, oh, like I, I don't know if I can cuss. Can I cuss on you? Yeah, for sure. Be yourself. Uh, yep. Yeah, like I was like, shit, like like I don't know. I didn't know it was gonna come to like a point where I would take music like this seriously. I thought it was always just gonna be like a like oh, this is fun. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Like and it is fun. But then it's like damn, it's like I can make money off of this, mm. and and that was like a like a wake-up call to, like, really try to pursue something with it. Yeah, man, especially if you can make money doing something you, like, really enjoy, that's, like... It's that, not even work. Yeah, dude, that, that's when you know you're in a good lane right there, when that's going on. What about you, Flat Pack, man? What, what's what's your background? Um, well, I'll say, uh, obviously, I really love music growing up. I really just, uh, I just really liked how people had their own stories and their own styles. I always thought that was really cool. And then, um, honestly, bro, I was rapping on the toilet when I was, like, five. <laughs> I like, love I it, yeah. I would be in the bathroom just, like, rapping, and yeah. my family would be recording me, laughing at me and stuff. But then, uh, by the time I got a little older, um, I really started to get envisioned, you know, like, 
get an op in the moment when I went to like Rolling Loud and saw like all those artists doing it really big and it was just a dope ass experience. So really it just started from uh, freestyling, you know, just freestyling in the garage with the homies and then, you know, you start to pick it up and get a little better and start to kind of like put together your words and your style and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, I think it just kind of came organically with work ethic and, you know, just trying. I what? think uh, that's what most people got to do, you know, to get further and actually gain an understanding of, you know, anything. Yep. So what? So were you guys like? Did you guys partake in any of the talent shows in school? Was there any of that going nah, on? I, I wasn't a talent show. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I hear you, man. No, oh. we was more of athletes. Like we we played sports our whole life, so we always had this sense of like discipline. Like you know, really just put a lot of work in. All right, so let's talk about this EP called Dark Moon. Um, Either one of you guys can take this. Also, talk about the Grammy-nominated producers that are involved with this project. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, so, um, like, when we first started making music, um, there was just people that were kind of interested in us, like, just how we looked and stuff and how we kind of just operated with, like, we got assigned to an indie label like pretty much like three four songs into like us dropping and stuff so like people just kind of started taking notice of that but even before then when we were just coming out with tracks and we were just sending them to people and everybody like everybody we could just get them like to get the song even if it wasn't released like we were just sending it to everybody and so eventually kind of just worked its way into like kind of where we're at where we just have like we just have some different producers, like we have George, um, George Reichart, uh, guitar player. We have uh, Tatum. I'm not gonna say all the all these names and stuff. I don't like putting them out there. They don't, they don't, they're all people who don't really like being being out. So right, like, right. It's, it's always kind of weird when I have to talk about it and stuff. Cause we, this is a question that they always say that they don't want to be name names, but they want to be referenced and stuff. So mm-hmm. we have two Georges. One's a guitar player. One's a producer. We have a Tatum. Tatum's a producer. Um, it's not many, but we do have a couple just to kind of reference them and stuff. Yeah. You know, that's a testament to somebody's character. When somebody just rather not be in the spotlight, they just want to do their job and do it well. And um, It's kind of cool, actually, if you think about it. It, it kind of caught me off guard when, like, they, they were, like, all, like, they don't have, they don't have, like, this everyday, like, uh, I don't know, a stereotype of what you think someone with, like, accomplishments would look like. It's like, no, we just make music. Like, this is what we do. Yeah, yeah. There's no ego. Like, about this stuff. Yeah, I like the fact there's not a lot of ego there at all. So you, a lot of people, when they get any kind of accolades or any kind of achievements, they want to, they want to use it to market themselves. And some, some people, unfortunately, can get egos about it, too. But that's really cool that these guys are ready to stay off out of, this, out of the limelight. Yeah, I mean, it's like... They still, I mean, like, if someone asked them, of course, I'm sure they would say it and stuff, but, like, it's not, like, something that is out here. It's not, it's work. It's, it's yeah. life. Like, you know, right. I'm not telling what I did in high school when I was playing soccer and shit. Like, I'm just, this is life. We keep going forward. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Try me. Go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Yeah, to add to that a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, I think once we started, like, making, like, good songs, we, they kind of just like behind the scenes, like they were showing people and like they kind of really liked it. So then 
eventually they kind of just put the focus on us and plus we needed new engineering more pres professional stuff to use mm -hmm. so as that went on we started making more sessions and going to la to studios and stuff like that building new relationships meeting new people you know and after the time goes on and then they start to really notice that you actually got what it takes you got my the potential to make it to the next level mm -hmm. then you know things start to unfold and happen well said man all right, so the single that I listened to that you guys sent me, or, or the, the uh, um, PR company sent me, was Nightmare. Um, I gotta be honest with you, man. Here, here's my this is this is my situation. I get a lot of music sent to me. I interview yeah. like literally thousands of people. I know within seconds whether something's like shitty <laughs> that I gotta pretend like I like it, um, or if something is definitely like really good shit immediately when i listened to your song i was like all right not only are these guys really fucking good but they got they got they got great production and they look good you know you guys come off on camera great so i was like yeah cool they sent me a real good they, they sent me a good act on this one so Appreciate that. yeah man absolutely it's, it's, it's well deserved so tell me about the song nightmare tell the listeners out there a little bit about the uh about the song the backstory of the song um that was the first song we dropped like as a group um there were some singles and stuff that like we all dropped over the years and stuff but that was the first song that we dropped as a group um it was our first music video we dropped too that just dropped recently a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. but um yeah like literally that was one of the uh, it's one of the first songs we recorded as a group too we were all just in the garage one day when we were still living in sacramento and we were just like, let's just record something. It just kind of came out. It just happened that way. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when we record, we just kind of like piggyback off with some, because of course we're all going to be in there together recording like a lot of times, but sometimes somebody might just be in there working on something that other dudes like, oh, I like that. And we hop on it and we try to like, you know, combine all of our verses or our hooks and stuff and, you know, try to figure out the best, best way to structure this and put it out as something, you know, that the fans could like. What's the song about? Um, honestly, it's just about a dude or guys or whoever, really. I feel like, I feel like it's, there's a lot, there's too many, like, labels on things now. But anyways, I feel like it's, uh, it's about people and feeling like you're, like, like, in, I don't want to say nightmare as explaining the song nightmare, but it's like you're stuck in, like, a nightmare, like, wide awake. Mm. It's like, it's like it's better, like, it'd be better off being alone and sad or, and stuff rather than, with this person inside knowing that it's not gonna be some shit like for real i don't know heartbreak is like the worst yeah. drug slash pain ever i don't yeah. know so it's like when you're when you fall out of that it's it's like a whole different like world it's like you're not even like it's like you're not awake like for real yeah man the video i, I watched the video too uh, by the way, it's, it's close to like ten thousand views, which is really strong for as little little time as it's been out. Um, yeah, and, and we don't have like a big big following either. The people that we like, that the people that listen to our music and stuff, just rock with us heavy. Like it's it's really dope. Like to see that it's not like that it's not like ten thousand people listening to it once. It's like the three hundred people listening to it eight times. Like that's what we'd rather have. Like we'd rather have like people. That's really true. Rock. That's a great point, actually, because like you got you got to look at it long ball. Uh, yeah. you, you, when you look at it long ball, you'd rather have fans that just fucking love the shit out of your songs 
than one-offs. You know what I mean? Like people just coming by and just moving on, looking at it, moving on. So that's actually There's a really good point. People making music every single day, a million videos coming every day. But like the people who like, there's, I mean, we don't, we're not the only ones people like out there. But like when people really like somebody, like they go to the concerts and they buy the merch and mm-hmm. they go hard and like they really like feel you and they feel connected to you. And it's like, then you start to feel connected to them because it's like they're going through the same things I'm going through. And I was talking about this because I felt like no one else was going through the same things. And like, it's just like it all comes full circle. Like when we were listening to X and Pete growing up and Juice, and like we felt connected to them because they were like talking about the shit that we thought we were like not alone with necessarily, but like we felt alone dealing with them. So now we're just trying to be that next void filler for some other kid that's 15 years old going through the same shit that we were going through. Yeah, well said. The um. The video is very well shot too. It's produced great. Um, Direct. The, 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 I like the uh, the drone shot too. The drone shots are pretty pretty good. Of course, the women are beautiful. You guys are all handsome dudes. I mean, it's like, I mean that matters, dude. I mean, I'm telling you, it matters. Um, nah, that shit matters. Shout out to the girls too. Uh, too, she's all stars. Shout out to shout out to the, the the wonderful people that helped us with that. The Airbnbs and shit. Yeah. The car. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, one more question as far as musically. So, you guys have guitar players. So, is do you guys do you guys incorporate instruments plus samples, like and mix it together? Or how do you guys put your music together? Um, we don't. We really don't ever sample. Like, like maybe early on we did, but like coming up with like new things that people haven't heard before. Like, of course, it's just like the same like rhythm and stuff sometimes but like trying not to like bite off of shit like we want to make our own so like yeah um, yeah um i would say uh because obviously alternative music and music in general a lot of it's like recycled mm-hmm. but you hear a song like from way back in the day and then you could put like a new spin on it or like play something like kind of similar i guess and then formulate your own like vibe off that I think uh, really it's just, you know, we put in the work and we, the guitar player that we have, like, with us every day, he, yeah. he, he never stops. Guitar he never player. stops. You know, the other guitar player that we would talk to and dust up with, he's amazing, done a lot of things. Uh, but the guy that we are with 24-7, he, uh, he loves what he does. And That's great. He does us, you know, so That's much great. appreciate. Now, the vocals, I watched the video one time, so remind me on this. Does everybody in the band sing? I know I saw at least two or three singers, different choruses and things. Um, the only one who doesn't do vocals is the guitar player, me. Gotcha. He's the only one who doesn't do vocals. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good, man. I like that, too. I like, I like the fact that there's multiple singers in the, in the group. Yeah. Trying not to be too boy bandy, but, you know. You know what? I didn't really get that vibe that it was like in sync, kind of like you know, or one of those one of those boy bands. I didn't really get that from you guys. That's um, good because we're not doing no fucking choreography. <laughs> 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 yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, all right, talk about these others. Uh, first of all, how many songs are on the EP? Um, on Dark Moon. Yeah, the new one. Four. Yeah, four. There's, it doesn't matter. Planet Pain, uh, Dark Moon, and Bloody Red. So how many are you going to release as singles? Um, out of the out of the EP. Yeah. 
Um, probably none of them because it's out right now. So okay. we're working on a next. We're working on our next uh, like drops and stuff. Cool. So, uh, just dropped, so none of them will probably come out again. Unless we come out with like a bigger project, and yeah. some of them are good. Is Nightmare the only song that you have a video? Or do you got videos for the other two songs? The other other songs. Um, we have some. Uh, just kind of been working on them, piecing them together type things. Uh, we have a couple finished ones. Um, just some unreleased songs still though. Like we, were, most of them are planned, like drops and stuff for later on. Yeah. Gotcha. Go ahead, brother. Pac-Man, you want to say something? Yeah, so uh, since Nightmare was the first song we released, we just thought it was best that we shoot a video to it. And then, obviously, the video came out really good. But um, we shot a video in the past that we were still on the off, office on the table to release it. But we have a bunch of other songs that we could shoot videos to. And we might even shoot videos to some of the songs on Planet Pain. So, mm. who knows? I'm, uh, I mean, I'm playing the playing Dark Moon. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, so you guys, you guys are from Sacramento, and then you relocated to Los Angeles. I read yeah. that. Um, how's that transition been? Are you guys okay? You, you, you liking it down there in LA? Yeah, it's cool. Weather's nice. There's no no rain, no dead heat here. It's not like 105 degrees every day. <laughs> Whatever at all times is great. It's dope. I haven't, no one's came up and pressed nobody yet. Everybody's talking about this is the hood. This is LA. Like, I'm like, no, I think we'll be fine. And we've been cool, so I'm not going to try to jinx it, though. We've been good. It's been nice. People have been friendly. Yeah, man. I used to go out to Los Angeles quite a bit. I, I actually used to live in California, in, in Goleta, California. Y'all have heard of that, Goleta? It's just, just uh -huh. north of Santa Barbara. Oh, uh, okay. I, I've heard of Santa Barbara. Yeah, it's, Goleta's like just the next town up from Santa uh, Barbara. Okay. Uh, but I love L.A., man. I love it. I used to go out there. I used to be into boxing and mixed martial arts. I used to cover it. And um, so I used to go out to, to um, the wild card gym. It's a boxing gym. It's on it's on uh, Vine Street. You're, you're with, like, Tito Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Actually, uh, Tito Ortiz is actually a pretty good friend of mine. I've, I've, I've interviewed him many times over the years. Yeah, he's that, that's a fighter right there for sure. Oh, he was a beast in his prime. Whew. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. He was a beast. All right, so um, who does the primary songwriting? Is there any in particular person that does most of songwriting, or is it, or is it a collective thing? Everybody does. Um, we all write. Yeah. We all write and freestyle. You know, I'd say some of us might freestyle a little more. Some of us might write a little more, but we all do it. Not just one of us. And talk me through that process a little bit. So somebody has an idea. Bring it to everybody, and then you guys just kind of all dive in on it, and then toss it around and see if it's going to work. Is that kind of how it goes? Well, uh, I'd say every session is different. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it could start with somebody has a vibe or idea, and then somebody else, like, tries to take his idea and mix it with his idea. You know, because if somebody has a good idea and a good vibe, I mean, you want to do your best to try to match that. But, um, yeah, I'd say every session is different, you know. Sometimes you might record a song and thinking it's going to be your song, and then somebody might want to get on it, and then he does a great verse on it, and now you guys got a song together. Yeah. So, yeah, it just really depends. Let, let me ask you this. I, 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 this is a question that I usually like to throw at groups instead of individual artists. Is there is there a challenge um, as far as chemistry and everybody getting along all the time, or is there some headbutting that goes on? What's the, what's the biggest challenge as far as that goes, as far as being a group? 
like, we've been friends for a cool minute now, so, like, it's like arguing with, like, a sibling. It's uh. not like a, it's not like a, it's not like, okay, I'm done with you, like, how, like, how you could be with, like, a friend, like, right. that. just not friends, for real, like, I could say whatever, and they might be mad, or I might be mad for, like, a day, or a couple seconds, or whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're all, we all know what the mission is, and stuff, so, like, if someone's, if someone's saying, like, just anything out of line, or anything like that, or out of pocket, or they have some constructive criticism or anything. People, like everybody just listens. Like it's just one person talking out at a time. Wow, that's great. Even, and even if it's getting at each other and stuff, like we do argue. It's not like it's like peaches and cream all the time. Right. Like, everybody's cool. Like after, like we can all walk it off. Like it's like it's my it's my brother at the end of the day. So there's no point in really hanging up myself about all this. Yeah, that's awesome. But, like when we're like writing and stuff, like it's really just like. People like I'll hop on something and I'll bring it to them, and then maybe someone else does the same thing. Maybe Flam hops on something or Blake hops on something. And he's like, "Hey, hop on this," and then we're all just like, "Hey, I don't want to hop on this one. I'll hop on this one. I want to do this." And to be able to do that, everybody kind of has to know like what realm of things like we even like we even want to talk about because like there's certain things that we just don't do so there's no point in talking about all these things that we just don't do or that we haven't like we're not talking about corn and tractors and shit so it's like this like it might be a cool bar but like you know it's just certain things that we don't do and certain energies that like we want to contact like for people yeah. so like saying certain things and doing them a certain way like having energy like not being dull like saying things that make people think and having multiple meanings to things like they open-ended for people to interpret for themselves. Like, and we all know that. So we have to hold each other accountable for those things. Because if, if one of it, we're only as strong as the weakest link. And there is no weakest link for us right now because everybody's just trying to be the best. Not the best out of our, like, like, ourselves. So like, yeah, it's a competition with ourselves. Like, it's just like everybody just wants to push our, my brothers to the next level. Like, I just want to see everybody do, like, really fucking good at like everything like yeah. I, I could I love that I have my own shit going for me and stuff too but to be able to push other people and then push you back and not even for their own self gain just for the fact that they want to see you do good that's like that makes everybody kind of realize that it's not just some like selfish shit so like there's nothing to really be bad about um as you guys probably know already the music industry is very saturated. I mean, there's just a million billion bands and groups and artists out there. Um, it's a tough industry to, to separate yourselves and, and, and get to the next level. What, what does, what does your group, um, where do you guys see yourself separating? Like, what's the plan? Like what, and what makes you guys different than, than all those other groups that are out there? Yeah. Um, it's a very good question. I think as the, you know, time goes on, you try to create this image and this vibe, and then you realize, you know, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But I think that's what separates us is that we're pretty much all from, like, different backgrounds in a sense. Like, there's certain things that he's been through that everybody else has been through or seen that, you know, not the next person can even understand all the time. He might be able to see it on you or you wear it on your sleeve, but I don't know, man. That's a really good question. 
Yeah. What about what about you, um, hero? Like, what separates? I don't want to say that we're in like the same category as a lot of people who even make music right now, because even just from what we have in our unreleased folders, like we make EDM music and we make rock and we make alternative, we make rap, we make like emo trap, we make grunge, like we make metal music, like we we just make a lot of shit. So like most, I, I don't know, most bands I'm seeing right now and a lot of the groups and stuff, it's not that they're not expanding into just being known as like an artist, but like we're six, six dudes deep, all artists, not just like one dude mm-hmm. doing his own thing, just doing whatever beat he feels it sounds cool. Like we have great producers and we have everybody working on shit, trying to just be the best that they could possibly be. And everybody's fucking working on some next, not next level shit, I want to say. But for us, every day it's progression. So it's, if we've made Nightmare and Nightmare's at 10 and we've only progressed, then in theory we should be better than where we've been at. And that's what we've been told in the past, in the past couple of weeks and months. And especially out here, everybody's just been loving it for real. Like it's not, on a cocky note, but just like they just they love us out here. It's nice. It's nice to see the reaction like from people like that. So I don't know, I feel like people will see us and they'll talk to us and they'll start to see us on social media and stuff and mm-hmm. be able to interact with us. And I just feel like niggas is different for like that. I feel like you can't explain a whole lot about why people gravitate towards certain things, but people just like it. So I'm gonna take it. Hey, man. Well said. It's a, it's a hard question to, to answer. Um, I think you guys did a good job. It's, it's sometimes you don't know yet. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you one thing. You guys check a lot of the boxes off. Um, you do. You guys, like I was telling you earlier, first of all, you have to have a good product. And obviously, you guys are very talented. Great vocals, everything. The whole, the whole nine. You got a good product. Because if your product sucks, you're just not going to get very far. You, know, yeah, you could look, you could look great. You could have money, like backing you up as far as production and and cover art. But if you suck, if your music sucks, it's just, it's like you know, all right, okay, you know, it's great to have the other shit, but if nobody's buying your records and nobody's listening to you because you suck, there's no sense in putting the money into it. But you guys don't. You guys, you guys sound good. You look good. You got you got great um, teams around you. My advice would be just everybody just keep humble, keep your work ethic strong and hard. It's great that you guys know each other for so long. Like you were saying, it's more like a sibling than it is uh, a colleague. That's good too. You know, that's one thing that might might separate you guys a little bit because a lot of the other groups are just kind of like put together. You know what I mean? They're kind of like slapped together, and then they're not the chemistry's not really, really right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, also, stay away from drugs. I know I'm sounding like a father figure now, but <laughs> believe me what I'm yeah, saying. No. I'm not talking about a little, a little marijuana once in a while. I, I mean, I did my, my time with that. But we just, stay away from that heavier shit, man. That'll, that'll fuck everything up. Yeah. Don't do it. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's, us, the hard drugs are no, like, at all times. That's good. That's really good to know. Because I've seen so many talented artists just destroy themselves once drugs got involved you know and again i'm not talking about pot i mean that's shit no i'm talking about cocaine and crack and heroin all that shit so yeah, much talent just wasted it all that's 
Yeah, like we're at a point where that's gross. Like that should not be. That should not be nowhere near this household. Oh, that's beautiful. That's good, man. All right. So, what about live performing? You guys do much of that yet? You out there playing in front of people? Um. Yeah, we had a few shows. We uh we did a show at this skate spot in Sac. It was really dope. Nice. Uh, another thing I was gonna say earlier too uh, that I like about us is like yeah. we could show show like forty deep. Yeah. Like, and we're not even like premier guys yet, but we have so much support, you know. So we did yeah. a show in Sac. It was dope. You know, it was the first show we ever did together. We didn't even end the show. The 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 show that he's talking about. We didn't even end the show when we left. Everybody left, and they thought that we were the last ones. And they were just like, we thought it was done. It oh, was really? That's yeah, crazy. I bet that other, I bet the band that was like, that came out to the stage and nobody was pissed off at you guys. Yeah, they, they actually, like, right <laughs> after that, a band came on and then they had a whole rave in there after, but everybody was just outside, just doing like, basically like a meet and greet with us outside. Oh, stage. my God. You see, yeah, that's was good, cool. man. That, that That's a good sign for you guys when you have that natural, people gravitate you naturally like that. That's good. That's good, man. Oh. I mean, like, like when you said, like, when you have good product, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. And then, you yes. know, plus the confidence. And especially when you see people coming, like, you might see, like, a bunch of people coming with somebody, then you hear their stuff, and you're like, man, they're not even all that. But this is a lot, just a lot of big support. But mm -hmm. the reason why we get support is because we are good people. Our music is good. And we, yeah, you know what I mean? We do our thing and get up on stage. I was in Los Angeles a while back, and I saw a rock band called Tesla, really popular back in the 80s and the 90s. They're actually still doing their thing. They actually opened up for a band called Poison, which is a very, very popular rock band back in the 80s and 90s, and they're actually they're still doing their thing. But the warm-up band Tesla fucking blew the headliner off the stage. I mean, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, who are these guys? Tesla. And, and... Everybody was like talking about that in the crowd too. They were like, "Yeah, Poison was good, man." But that 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 warm up act, yeah. So, just because you're a headliner doesn't mean you got the product. Well, that's the goal until we get to be the headliners. Yeah, we're the headliners. I hope someone don't blow me out the water. <laughs> there you go. All right, um, just a few more things. I'll let you go real quick. Have you guys researched college radio stations? College radio stations? Yes. Uh, Nah, it's not really. Nah. Okay, well, that's something you might want to think about doing. Um, so, so let me just, let me tell you. So, a few years back, I had the lead singer of the rock band Three Doors Down on my on my show, and a guy named Brad Arnold. And Three Doors Down sold millions of records. So They're very yeah, popular. Yeah. Okay, so he, so before they got signed to a major label, they had a song called Kryptonite, which was their first hit song. Um, what they did is they actually went door to door, knocking on college. Um, well, they researched college colleges that had radio stations. So some some colleges have radio stations. So they figured out which ones had radio stations. So they went personally to those colleges and got these radio stations to start spinning their music. It was a lot easier for a college station to spin than mainstream. So what happened was it was like a tidal wave. All of a sudden, all these colleges were playing their song all across the South and the Southeast. And so the mainstream radio stations, they were like, who the fuck are these guys three doors down? And that's how, and that's how they got their break. And they were like, they no, got that's, this. That's, that's, that's some sinister shit. They learned a lot about some shit, yeah. 
So, so research that because you guys, like, I mean, UCSB, there's a lot of colleges out there in Southern Cal. Find out which ones have radio stations and get somebody, if you guys can't do it, get one of your guys to go out there and start banging on doors and say, hey, man, we got this great band, this great group up in L.A. Um, they're 45 Red Line. Check out this song. See, see if you guys can spin it for us. And then let, and then, let, then you can, and you said you have a good ground game anyway. You have a lot of support out there. You can get your, your people that are, that are loyal followers to help you guys do that too. Get on social media, hey man, hit up colleges, tell me you want to hear this song. And then there you go. You never know what could happen. Yeah. No, yeah, that sounds good. I like that. There you go. All right, last thing I got, man. Uh, what are some goals? So it's 2022. We're already like more than halfway through it. So what do you want to be? Like, what goals do you want to reach before the end of 2023? Before the end of next year? Yeah, like a year from now. Like a year from now, where do you got? Where do Where do you want to be? What do you want to get done? Mm. I don't know. I have I have some like basic things. Like I I wanna I want us to be more west and north like more towards like los angeles not so much like the coast i want us to be more like in a hub but other than that really i don't know just keep making better music and get more time in with everybody meet people i don't really have any like people i want to meet or like feature with or anything like that but like i don't know just like get better just do better yeah i wanted to eventually be where uh, we're able to maximize our listeners, uh-huh. of course. And then on top of that, pretty soon I think we're going to start doing some really like big shows because we just got everything ready to go to where now we we not necessarily qualified, but just everything just looks how it's supposed to look. Yeah. So really, I think by the end of the year, by next year, we should have done at least like six top-end shows. And that's going to do nothing but good things for us because our shows have already went crazy and we just... We kind of just, I wouldn't say built for it, but we all have an understanding of it. And, uh, yeah, those are really just the two main goals to me, maximize the listeners and, you know, do what we can to for these shows and stuff. Yeah, man. So you got to make me a promise. You guys ready for this? You got to make me a promise. Let's get it. So when you guys are at the Grammy Awards, when you guys get your first Grammy, you got to look into the camera and you say, yo, shout out Brad Cooney podcast show, man. Then you got to come back to my show. Hey, shout out to the podcast. Yeah, shout out to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to plug it. You got to say Brad Cooney's podcast show. But you got to gotta be wait. You got to have those Grammys in your hand first. And then we'll get it. Yeah, man, of course. Hey, we got it. We got it. We Hell appreciate yeah. all the opportunities and support along the way to, you know, the highest level of this So. It would only be right for us to look back and shout out and give everybody you know their recognition of That's good, man. All right, so tell everybody out there where they can follow you guys on social media, where they can get your music. Follow uh, at Forty Five Redline on all platforms. Four Five R U D L I N E on all the platforms. You can find all of our pages there. But yeah, the links in the bio, link trees on the Instagram, the Twitter. Snapchat, go, just you can yeah, everything. Everything's interconnected. So yeah, once you find us somewhere, you can find us everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Link, link tree was a great idea, man. I love the link tree. Link tree is great. Shout out to link tree for real, yeah, man, for sure. All right, guys. Hey, I had a lot of fun, man. You guys are very, very talented. Honestly, very talented group. Everybody. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best. So when you got some new stuff you want to talk about, just let me know. We'll get you back on. Yes, sir. We appreciate you.
Appreciate you guys. Have a good night. Thank you for your time. Thank you.